Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by EPM. EPM is passionate about helping their clients succeed. From the very beginning, they set out to be different from the other companies. Their diverse team of experts, working in a collaborative entrepreneurial culture, bring fresh thinking and creative solutions every day. They live and breathe their brand's mission and vision. EPM is all about empowerment, and through it all, they will continue to offer top financial service, communication, and assistance to the communities they serve. Welcome back to another Broker to Broker podcast, everyone. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Uh, So happy to be here today with our special guest. Uh, Really excited, as always. I know I probably sound like a rerun, but at the same time, I'm really excited to hear uh, what, you know, our guest has to say and 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 the fact that you know th- this is the beautiful thing about our community is that we're helping each other and i know my next guest here joe green will definitely definitely be helping us today so joe green here is the a mortgage broker for what is it what is it joe mortgage broker at green mortgage solutions correct that's right all right well thanks thanks for joining us today i really really appreciate it uh, i know we're going to have some fun here so let's just hop right into it which is how did you get into this crazy world of mortgages well, it's a good story to be with <laughs> me. Uh, so what happened is uh, back in around 2003, I got fired from a job um, in retail and I picked up another little job uh, in retail, uh, hustling furniture. And uh, I was working the floor and I, uh, I got recruited off the floor to go to work for a small company called AmeriQuest. Oh yeah, I remember them. I remember them, the subprime days. So I basically got uh, put into like a boiler room type situation. And I mean, it was better than hawking furniture. And, uh, and you know, that's how basically I learned, uh, that's where I learned about loans. And from there, um, you know, I, I went to work, I left there, you know, this is all, so this is around 2003, things are cooking pretty good. and. Um, I, from there I went to work and you know, I got recruited out of there to go to work for a little broker shop in, in local to me. Um, I'm in the Sacramento area. So this was in Roseville and I just kind of bounced around from broker to broker for a while. And then I got the big ideas like, why well, make all these guys all this money? I'm going to go out on my own. Had perfect timing was like July, 2007 or something. <laughs> oh yeah. I, um, yeah. Like I just was going to you know, strike it big. And um, what happened there was uh, the market imploded. (laughs) And um, we couldn't have, you know, timing, the worst timing. Um, And so uh, basically from there, I just, uh, I went back to retail. (laughs) Yeah, I could not make it go on my own, especially just did not have the wherewithal. So um, I wasn't, I didn't, I was out of the business. I really wasn't planning on coming back after that, you know, um, and I was working retail and I was absolutely hating, you know, a job I actually used to kind of love. And um, I ran into a guy I used to work with. And this was when the heart refinances were starting to come back, you know, and people were, you know, they were starting to make a little bit of money. And he's like, yeah, you should come back. You know, it's starting to get good again. And. I said, what the hell? And it was so different because now I had to get licensed and do all these classes and stuff. But um, I went for it and um, I went to work with the same company, my buddy Conrad, and uh, he, he was working for direct lender at the time. And um, 
and it was real slow. You know, it was like 20, it was May of 2013 when I came back and it was super slow for me. Like I did, it took like 18 months to get it going, but I just, I really believed it. I saw what other guys were doing and I just thought, you give me a little time, build up a network and, uh, and, um, you know, we'll get this going. And I just didn't give up. And that the big difference between last time, you know, and this time was like, I wasn't changing shops, you know, just because somebody dangled some sort of care in front of me. I'm just like, I'm wherever the, you know, I'm because we get the idea grass is always greener on the other side. Well, I just got the idea this time grass is greener. So I just stuck it out. I started just working on building up, you know, referrals and partners and, and you know, just slowly by little started to happen. And then uh, it happened to the point of last, you know, um, the end of 2019 where, you know, we were going to go out on our own and, you know, just come to work for a broker and not be with a direct lender anymore. A lot of people have left the shop I was working at and um, COVID hit. And even though we had our plan in place, so we were going to be out by April, 2020. Uh, we didn't up uh, and we ended up being out uh, by September of 2020. So we've been, you know, doing this gig here, you know, on our own since September of 2020. And it's, the funny thing is like, you know, there, you know, hard work, perseverance, taking a chance. That's all part of, you know, being successful and a little bit of good timing because timing was horrible. And, you know, when I went out on my own back in 2007 or whatever that was, and this time it was COVID and it was a little refinance boom and we were established and, you know, kind of the rest is history. Like our timing was, you know, I'd call God's timing was perfect, you know. It, it it was. I mean, there a lot of people were, you know, while a lot of people were losing jobs, the mortgage industry was thriving and it was yeah. a good time to be in it. So okay, so you're at you're at Green Mortgage Solutions right now. Tell me a little bit about your shop, how many people you have there, processes, yeah. operations. What 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 do you look yeah. like? Yeah, well, um it's me and my wife, okay. Um, that's who started the deal, you know, and she's been really instrumental in helping me grow my business uh, from the time she came on, which was, I don't know, 2016 or so while we're still at the other company. Mm-hmm. Um, we've since added a processor. We have a loan officer assistant who's working on getting her own license. She'll go out on her own, but we're helping her make the transition. Um, you know, and she's brought in a decent amount of business herself. So basically right now there's four of us, um, you know, running the shop um, for the most part. Perfect. Perfect. And then like, I mean, obviously that's great that you get to work with your wife and I know we'll dive into that a little bit later, but talk to me about, talk to me about like when, when you started, what was probably one of your biggest hurdles? Cause I know what you just came up on your one year anniversary, but what do you think was your biggest hurdle? In coming into the broker world or when you started your own? own. Yeah. uh, Literally when I came in, I mean, I hadn't been in the business for, a really long while. And so, um, you know, I had to, the company I went for, they would provide leads, very few leads. And so that was, you know, that was key, like without any, so that, that was part of it, but, um, so that, that was instrumental, but I, I mean, it was really slow. Like, you know, it was a ramp up, a very slow ramp up. And what happened was these guys started the company I was working for decided, you know, they were opening up, uh, they were getting licensed in other States. So every time, and they were doing a lot of radio ads. So, okay. Hey, we're going into Utah. Okay. Boom. I got my license and I knew the radio ads. And so I started to build up, you know, some clients and, and, um, in these ways. So I had, I ended up having four licenses in other States that was, you know, instrumental in building my business. And, um, you know, then I had a couple of friends that were realtors and like, you know, would give me a little crack here and there with a client and, 
you know, and that would, that, all that kind of stuff snowballed. And then, you know, uh, you know, you have your little circles of influence and people find out what you're doing and, you know, they give you a crack and then, you know, that turns into a referral or a refi, you know, let's say they give you a crack on a purchase, they give you a refinance and it just, I don't know, it just kind of built up over time, you know, of how I was able to, you know, really get it going. But it was, it was really like the first 18 months, the first six months, I think I made $18,000 and I was like, man, and I was going through a divorce and a bunch of other stuff. So it was just really challenging time, but perseverance stuck it out. And then, um, you know, we started, we started to gain a lot of traction. (laughs) The goal was to close four loans a month. Okay. And, (laughs) and, you know, it took a minute to hit that number, you know, and I thought four loans was a, a good number if I could hit that. And then I was like, okay, you know, coming through this divorce and financial kind of wreckage and child support and all this stuff, I was, I was telling them like a mentor of mine, I'm like, God, if I could just get to hundred K a year, I'd be happy. Right. And uh, he's like, well, why not 200? I'm like, yeah, why not 200? And like, he planted that seed and I was like, okay. And we, you know, then we, we kind of hit that number. And it was just like, honestly, it's been no looking back since like that small conversation I had with him, you know, and I met uh, my wife, you know, and um, she was actually going through a divorce and she was a stay at home mom and to pick up some money. She was, um, she was cold calling. She was working for an insurance guy who was placing ads and she was literally like in Florida. So people that would still read the paper, you know, elderly type people that would call in to try to set appointments. And I, and she would get these random calls you know, we'd be whatever out on a date and she'd get a random call. I want to talk to you about your insurance, you know, <laughs> she would literally convert it to appointment. And I was like, wow, you're good. You know, like, and I, I saw it multiple times, like you, this person, you don't even know, you've totally built trust and converted an appointment for an insurance agent. You don't even know. Right. right. I was like, yeah, I wonder if I could have you do something like that. You know, cause I started to build up a database and, you know, I talked my boss into bringing her on and she just exploded our, our business really by, you know, I had somebody doing up the marketing stuff while I was, you know, working kind of loan piece of it. So we just kind of built up a formidable marketing system with her. You know, yeah. yeah. Really- it sounds good. So, so you would say you're mainly referral. Would you say you're mainly referral based? Yeah. Yeah. Now 100% referral based really. Um, so part of the risk, you know, risk taking, uh, that I did, you know, back the other places I, I did buy leads, you know, we, we died, bit. we, you know, we took a chance, we spent money and bought Zillow leads and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we would convert them, uh, into purchase business and, and, um, you know, it seemed really expensive at the time, but, you know, over time, all those leads are still paying for themselves that we converted to clients, you know, they turned into clients and they've since refinanced or traded up or, you know, referred to other people, but, um, you know, we haven't had a, put out that expenditure in, in quite some time, you know, um, and, you know, that's going to be there in my back pocket if things ever turn, but like our funnels are really firing right now. Um, and they have been really, uh, since we got here to the yeah. you know, so, okay. So tell me, so tell me, where do you, where would you say the majority of your referrals come from where you say, Hey, listen, I know I got this in my back pocket at all times. Is it accountants? Is it, Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what where's yeah, it? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely realtors, you know, are, uh, you know, our number one referrals, particularly for purchases. But I, got, I mean, I got a realtor who, I mean, I've probably done more refinances for our clients than we've ever done purchase business together. 
Um, and I picked up this realtor, you know, just by killing it. She was on the listing side of a transaction and the uh, relationship went sour with her lender. And I mean, from that day on, she calls me her favorite lender, you know, and this was, she had a long-term relationship. Um, you know, and so like realtors are, uh, you know, definitely on the purchase side of things I, you need real, for me, I need to have that realtor. Um, and next is our, you know, we're, we have a pretty strong, uh, I guess I'll call it sphere of influence friends. We're pretty active in our, our communities around here, you know, so um, that's the thing about um, my wife. She's grew up in Folsom, um, her brother's in Folsom. I mean, there's been so much business, you know, through her mom and her, her brother and stuff that's come in that way and just our, our community in general. I mean, I probably got, I got a loan that's closing today that's a friend, you know, I got a refinance that's signing today that's a friend. It's just like, you know, like my, our friends definitely know what we're doing for a living, you know, and, um, and they trust us, you know, that, that's really important because, I mean, you know, if your friends don't trust you and, and stuff. So we, we do multiple, multiple transactions. I do have my financial planner is a good source of uh, referrals. We've closed deals, you know, that he's referred to us. And I've referred people back to him that, you know, need to set up a revenue stream because they don't qualify. And, you know, they're maybe retired and they just draw as needed from their retirement accounts. I mean, he's so I get to, like, you know, give it back to him and he, he hands them back to me and refers, you know, other clients who he, you know, because he looks at their mortgage statements and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, those are just a few of the funnels that are, are, that are yeah. firing off. Those are, those are some good funnels to have. <laughs> Let, let's just say that. So, you know, the one thing that I think we always have, you know, the upper hand on, we'll call it, you know, the mega retail lenders, the banks and whatnot is what we do within our community. And it seems like your sphere is pretty close here. So how, how, what do you do within your local community? How, how do you become a part of it and know that, you know, Green Mortgage Solutions is, is here to help and support the community? Yeah. Well, when we came over, the first thing we did was like in Folsom, particularly, we took out an ad, you know, and just took out like a nice half page ad and put it out there, you know, we're in, we're in broker world now, just kind of get the word around, um, you know, and just see where that went with that, just kind of get the, Word, but um, this is where really the wife comes in. We sent out, we did mailers, you know, old school stuff. Hey, we're moving, you know, this is where we're at now. You know, obviously, our, our cell phone, you know, is key just to let people know. And then, um, one thing we picked up from the other uh company was a um, our CRM Surefire. So we just um, we couldn't. We had to set up a whole new system, but you know, we uploaded all that data that we had that we built up, you know. A decent amount of names we you know we ping you know emails and different things like that so you know we definitely got the word out you know facebook and all social media type stuff i'm not like a huge technology guy i'm pretty old school you know i'm old you know um you know map a mortgage guy he's like got the youtubes he's got the cameras you know he's you know he's generating all kinds of ways that i probably will never get into you know but um but this is what's working for us you know it's just we got we just spread the word um, kind of old school ways and uh, and then just uh, picked up the ball and ran with it, you know, as people call in and stuff like that. Yeah, no, and that, that's that's awesome. So with all these multiple referral funnels that you that you have, how do you balance them out or like this is this is where, uh, you know, I've had many conversations with people, you know, all, all of our members across the country, which is OK, so I have a referral source over here, but then I have another one here like. Do you actually write them down or how do you balance all of that? I mean, I definitely know who they are. I don't, I don't, um, I think the thing that has made me, uh, I mean, the balance is in the communication for me. So it's not like, um, 
and especially since COVID, before we used to like meet up, take golf, lunch, have a cup of coffee, do whatever, you know, and try to set up, you know, appointments. Uh, that stopped really when in the early parts of the pandemic. So really, it's just about staying, you know, in front of them, the communication, talking to them, you know, seeing, you know, checking in, different things like that, you know. And I definitely like, and the, uh, you know, you have your top, so you want to keep those people, you know, close. And then my uh, strategy for getting in new referral partners is just um, making sure on the on the other side of the transaction that that communication is like, hey, here's where we're at. We just sent out disclosures, your third loans and initial approval. I'll let you know. If they're in, you know, initial underwrite, I'll let you know when I have that approval. You know, let them know when the CD's out. And like, you know, that's how I've picked up some of my, my best agents is just being on the other side of that. So I just try to bring in close couple more people and once I close two or three with them it's like it's almost you know a wrap as far as um just because of the service piece and that really goes back to the retail career like you know uh just having accessibility you know like I have a retailer hey I need a letter sorry to bother you on a weekend and yeah I'm like oh you know it's no bother at all you know always available for you and your clients um that that particular realtor too she she introduced me to another agent earlier this year they had a deal that was falling out one of my referral partners, the the listing, the 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 sales, the seller, uh, the buyer's agent wanted to cancel, and she's like, no, she wouldn't let her cancel. She go talk to my lender, please, just talk to my lender. I want your client to get this house, and uh, talk to them, save the deal, and I've probably closed three purchases with that listing agent since then. You know, so really? it wasn't just a, it wasn't just like your you know one off. You know, I got a buyer and I got him into a house. This lady had clients and I've closed. Yeah. And it's, it's been amazing. And I, so here's what happens. I close one. I say that deal. She refers me to a client. We close it. It's a VA deal, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's friends with his neighbor who's in contract on a VA deal. He's in contract. He, and the guy, um, we, got him like clear to close in like 10 days or something. And they had like this long escrow period and he's telling his neighbor, Hey, I'm just waiting to close, you know, I'm twiddling my thumbs. And this guy's already having issues in underwriting. And this guy's a perfect borrower. There's no way he should have any issues. He's with a direct lender, by the way, who's got all these layers of stuff. Right. Right. The guy calls me up. Hey, you just did a loan for my neighbor. And I wondering if you can help me. He's, he was actually a cleaner borrower than the other guy. <laughs> That's even so, better. Yeah. And so like, I just, because of that, like, I didn't even know these two agents and they're like, you know, they're nervous. Like, oh, you're picking this up. Like, you know, 10 days into the escrow. I'm like, no worries. This guy's perfect. We'll have him closed by, you know, and we closed him. You know, we were supposed to close on the 19th and we closed him on the 16th. And, you know, success. It's just so it's like boom, two new agents. And what happened? The one the his agent sees sees, sees me on a on an introduction to a, a new client. Really? A lot of VA clients because it's down by an airbase down in uh, near Vacaville. I'm like, wow. And so it's just the power of taking care of people, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it seems like to me the we'll call it the feather in your cap is your communication that, that you seem to have with even if it's not your client or even if it's not your realtor that you're dealing with, I mean, your communication is, is spot on and that's how you're, that's how you're able to gain more referrals. It, it's without a question. Like, you know, it's not. And, um, 
and it's it builds like a level of of trust you know like before before today man i had to have this call with a bar like hey like i cannot get this loan approved so we can either eject it's a purchase right or you can let me take another crack now that i've kind of you know it was a little bit of a challenging file and so like now that i've kind of figured out how to position the loan like hey let's just and i didn't want to have this call because everything going into friday was like hey get me this and this and we should get our approval and i don't get that this morning like i thought i was going to walk into the approval and it's like oh the loan's still won't approve i'm like so i'm like i'm tired of trying to manipulate the system with them and it's like i'm gonna start fresh i kind of know and it's just like this guy's I expected him to go off on me, right? But like he's built up this sort of trust with me. I'm like, we're gonna get you this house, you know, or you know, it's the goal, you know. And I'm gonna, you know, and all the easy ones make up for the ones where you don't. But you got it. I tell you, when I, between 2003 and 2007, like I wasn't mature enough to have those conversations, you know. And I would sit on them and sit on them until there was no choice, you know. I, how am I gonna figure this out? You know, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna figure it out. We just need to have that clear communication tell the borrower what's up and you know and if it's dead it's dead or if it's like hey let's take one more crack at this you know yeah and yeah. Position. no one wants to give bad news but just just yep. get it done with just get it done with the faster the better just you know what i have a better day when i do that so it's really like selfishly because like if i'm waiting till like four o'clock and i'm trying to work on others i'm not concentrating you know and and then you know i and that's all stuff I learned, you know, that's over time, you know, just, but that stuff will be, you know, he'll have a kid that's going to buy it. It's going to be like, you know, and, you know, he works with other people and it's just how it happens. Like it, and being in the broker world. And when I first got here, I was like, you know, we were closing all these really smoking rates compared to direct lender and be like, I'd literally close a guy and his sister would call. Or some, you know what I mean? And just be like, wow. So, you know, remember I said I want to get the four loans when I first was starting. And then we wanted yeah, to get yeah. to six and eight. And then, you know, we came over here and we wanted to get to like 10. And then it was just like, we're cracking off 10, no problem. And then, you know, when I started the year out, I was like, okay, let's, if we can average 12 a month, you know, I think we already got 24 in the, in the bucket, you know, done. That's awesome. 15 in the pipe or something, you know, still on a December hasn't even started yet, you know? Yeah. yeah. And this is usually historically slower times, but it hasn't been for the past few years. Yeah. It's weird. So with the purchase market, okay. Cause we're, we're still doing a lot of purchases, thankfully. Cause I think, you know, we're going to have to be active purchase now so that when the refinance thing does dry up a little bit, you know, we haven't lost our realtor relationship. So if you're out there and you have not been aggressively going after your realtors or staying in good communication with them, you know, and you're just working on those refinances because they're so easy, there may be a price to pay for that in my opinion. But um, what's happening here, we've had all these Bay Area transplants and they're paying cash and, you know, the workplace is changing, people are gonna stay, so they're leaving right? Um, these are big expensive cities. So we've been blessed um, with people moving in. But what's happening is I think that's kind of slowing down a little bit. But all my clients who've been trying to get in a contract like through the summer and early spring who couldn't are now getting in contract. And it's, you know, so we're seeing that so, you know, October, November, December are actually some going to be my biggest purchase months of the year. And when it's traditionally, you know, April, May, June, 
July, August, it starts to slow because people are already back to school and stuff like that. Right. Really weird how the market is behaving, you know? Yeah, oh, it, it definitely is. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, your, our business has to be predicated off of, it has to be purchases. I mean, it, it just has to be. And then yep. you do get those refis. Those are just gravy. Just that, that's what you go, as I like to call fun money, go that, that's yep. your fun money right there. Go, go do that. So it's important because, you know, not only, and I take it a step further all the time, not only is it important for our business, but also we help consumers the best. So the more people that we can help put into homes, the better. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, you know, part of one of the ways we built our business was um, I got really good at down payment assistance. Okay. okay. And um, we got so good at it that we made the, you know, the preferred lender list of, you know, Cal half out here in California, um, certain a few different counties. And we were starting to get, that was another funnel source for a while. And we were getting a lot of leads off, off of that. And um, we were converting them and then we're getting in the houses, you know, and um, and I haven't done one in a while, but all those people have now been refinanced. They've paid back their CalHAFA. They've dropped their mortgage insurance. And it's just like, you know, they took this chance with you and now they're your client for life and they're a new referral source for you. And now, you know, two or three years are like, well, dang, man, maybe I could sell. Like I got my guy today right now. He's going to hopefully be a clear close on a on a home, you know, that he's going to put 20% down on a house he got with down payment assistance. Wow. And, you know, those are stories now that I get to share with, you know, new clients that are like, hey, you know, maybe we must tell my wife, like, we're, we need to try to get back into doing, helping. Because that was like a passion, like helping new people become homeowners, you know. Yeah. And, and, and it still is. But now I'm like, especially through the early parts of the pandemic, like, hey, look, down payment assistance, you're not going to get your offer accepted when there's 20 other offers, you know, and we can't meet the timelines and, you know, it's not going to happen. So we got to dig deep. What do you got in a 401k? What do you got? Who in your family can help you out? You know, and um, and then later on, you know, you can strategize how to make it right with them and play your 401k back or whatever. And and um, but now I'm seeing with a little bit of a market shift, like actually, you know, local buyers are getting a contract. You know, hey, you know, let's try to, you know, with talking to my wife, let's try to pre-approve and get some people on a down payment assistance. You know, that's how we keep this business alive because some days are going to refinance or trade up. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, speaking of your wife, so obviously you work with yeah. family. Okay, yep. so I want to dive into this one here. Um, some people are scared to do it. Some people, that's what their business is based off of. So I kind of want to hear what you have to say about this. So uh, is she the only family member that you work with? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> okay, well, dive, dive into it for me. So yeah. Working with family. Give me the dynamics of this. Yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up in a family business. Uh, you know, my mom and dad worked together, ran retail stores. That's how I got into retail. And, uh, and uh, you know, it wasn't always pretty. I can't tell you that. And uh, it certainly wasn't always, you know, pretty in the beginning, like working out. Um, I mean, here you're waking up with this person. One thing we don't do most of the time is ride to work together. Okay. We actually take separate cars. Okay. And I like, we like to go in the office. Mostly we're here. Like I'm in the office today and I like to work in the office. It's important for me. And, and she does too, but there are days, you know, we don't work in the office together, but when we were at the, on the direct side, um, you know, we had no choice. We had to report 
for duty for the most part. Um, so we worked together a lot and we had a lot of different ideas and, you know, I would definitely have the, oh, well, I, you know, I've been in this business, you know, I'm, I'm the right. boss, right? You know, and um, made me really close-minded because, you know, she was like this hungry, I'm going to prove myself. I've been at home, you know, and she had a lot of good ideas, you know, and, um, but I was super, oh, that's never going to work. You know, I'm, you know, I was that guy. I was the wet blanket, you know, and, um, <laughs> And man, she's just proved me wrong so many times and it's, it's great. Um, and I'd say, well, we've probably been, you know, doing this for like five years now and um, the arguments and all that, like kind of meshing, you know, it, it takes a minute. And I think, you know, you got to work it out. You got to know when to walk away. You got to know and say, okay, let's give that a shot. Um, you know, just so many things, uh, old school, you know, Christmas card. She's very, you know, she's great um, at that. And, and in the beginning, um, before it got like crazy busy, you know, she would just be great. Oh, hey, Joe wants to meet for coffee. She'd call these realtors, you know, and and that would be stuff I'd be like, that's never going to work. And uh, man, that's, she's, that's just proven me so, so wrong. I, I mean, I got a guy that um, we closed this guy. He was, he's a local builder, you know, like a small builder in town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we closed a purchase, uh, somebody bought him. He was on the other side. He was, you know, he had a realtor handle the transaction, but he was just uh, happy with the transaction. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, man, it'd be so great to get in with him. You know, that was my thinking, but I wasn't really, I mean, I probably, when we closed, I always call and say, thanks, it was a great transaction, blah, blah, good luck with your, you know, your future business endeavors. Hey, let's get a coffee. And I kind of just leave it at that. And they're like, oh, sure, sure. But Kasha, is calling them and setting up the appointment, you know? Nice. And Yep. I mean, and so like she would take that lead and she would did that over and over. So this guy um, ended up, uh, it was even like maybe a year or two later where he built these two duplexes with hard money. And he's like, I need to refinance this. And then uh, we refinanced them, you know, and they, and uh, that was while we were at the direct lender and I just refinanced them, Again, now, you know, some good rates and he needed some money for some other projects. So we, you know, we needed to drop his payments so he qualify and we got him that money and refinanced. And uh, so we just did two refinances for him literally in the third quarter. And now he built a second home with him and him and his brother. It's a team, but brother. And so right now I got two in a pipe with him, you know, and it's just like, I would never have pursued that. Right. You know, I would have wanted to in my head. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Get together for coffee and lunch. But having somebody in the back just like make sure that was going to happen was huge. And then her sphere of influence, you know, between her mom's, you know, her mom sending people over and stuff. It's just been super impactful. You know, sending Christmas. We send Christmas cards out, you know, and it's never a pitch. It's from the Green family, you know, to everybody, or, you know, clients and stuff. And I just think. They, they end up feeling like family and we feel like family and we want the best for them. Like, you know, this guy, you know, I have to tell him like, you know, we're, I told him, I said, we're on the roller coaster together. I want it just as bad as you. And it's not, you know, it's not a financial thing. It's like, I want you to get this house. Right. It's, you know, it's American dream, you know, and you got to help people make that dream come true. So um, I have a simple motto, a simple motto, help people get things done, you know, and I don't, that does not just apply to this mortgage business. 
you know, it just applies. Hey, you got a question, you need a, oh, you want to redo your bathroom? I got a guy for you. You want to, you know, you need a financial planner? I got a guy for you. You need to, you know, whatever, you know, over time people come to rely and trust on you and you're able to like connect people and just be that person who helps people get things done. And it's weird. So it's like you come here and help people get things done without any motive other than to be of service. Yep. And, you know, the universe just kind of ends up taking care of you. And like, you know, we're just, I mean, not, you know, I got fired from that job and things uh, fell apart in my marriage. You know, like I got caught up in the whole, I was going to make all this big money. I took money out of my house, opened a little office and stuff. And, you know, the market imploded. So, you know, the timing was horrible. It took a huge financial toll. It took a huge um, emotional, personal toll on my wife and the kids and all that, you know. And um, I mean, when I started back in the mortgage business, you know, nine years ago, I mean, literally there was, there were, I didn't have two nickels that rubbed together, man. <laughs> and it's just, it's so weird. And it really, it just, um, it took mentorship. It took, you know, some, like the guy that told me, hey, you just you, maybe you can make 200 or another guy, you know, when I was getting really frustrated and I'd made like 18,000 in six months. And then the second year, and he was like, it's going to take two years, just hang in there. And he was right. You know, and I listened, you know, I started really listening to people instead of like thinking, oh, I got it all. Yeah. Figuring okay. out, you know, and that's what happened with the wife, right? Like, oh, even though I'd want to be hard headed and think I know better, I just started. Boom. And, you know, the more kind of power and trust I had in her, like, the tide rose. Like, she just went for it, you know, and she's, you know, she ended up getting licensed uh, when we were at the shop. So she became a loan officer. You know, now when we came over here, she got a real estate license so she could broker. I mean, it's just, it's like turned into a really beautiful partnership. And it's, and it strengthened our, our marriage, you know. <clears throat> you know, when we were at, when COVID started, and we were home all the time because we we're still working. We had to we realize, oh, my God, I realized I my communication really sucks. It's great with clients and shit, but in a marriage. And that's why, you know, I have failed marriage. And so, like, you know, we we just therapy. We just we we worked on our relationship and it, it's helped at home and it's helped, you know, with a blending of family. It's helped with business, you know, and so, you know, you got like, how am I going to grow? How am I going to grow? You know, so it's not just how am I going to create this new revenue funnel? But, you know, if we're happy in our marriage, like it comes out at work. Yeah. It's pretty phenomenal, actually. So it's like I've learned to form a true partnership and there's still a lot of work. and still a lot to learn. You ever heard that saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom would tell you that right now. She's never learned to use a computer, you know, or anything. Right. She can't she can't text or nothing. Right. She totally bought into that idea. You can't. And, and it's a, it's it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You got to You got to learn new tricks. Yep. So I can't. I, just, I don't ever. I hope I never stop, you know, growing and just being really enthusiastic you know about the business and stuff and maybe when i'm not you know um i have five kids and a stepson and i'd love to just be able to back out someday but so far none of them are interested but i, I am 1099 in a couple of them. i make them pull in apps because they got they're in college and they want they need college money i'm like whenever i get a new app you gotta at least process it and run the credit you know so yeah. they make a lot of money doing that 
Well, sounds like sounds like working with family is is working out for you, and I'm really really happy for you on that on that side of things. So you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start to close this down here. I know you're busy. You got a lot going on. We all have a lot going on still. I mean, we're still blessed to be in this industry, but you know, I always leave this open for for my guests here. If you want to give you the floor doors, give advice to this entire community. What's one piece of advice you would give to this entire community with what you've been through? Um, one piece of advice. I mean, I guess I was given three pieces of advice in the beginning. Um, when I was making the transition out of retail and coming back in the mortgage, I, I, I sought out some advice. So, hey, seek out advice. It's a, it's a great, great idea. And I, I have a very, very extremely successful cousin, okay, uh, lives on the East Coast, not in this industry, but just, you know, really smart. And so I did. I sought out his advice. I'm saying, what's it going to take to be successful? Just in general, I probably should ask you, but, you know, he, you know, he gave me, uh, you know, basically three three things. You, you got to take a chance. You got to take a risk, you know, you know, whether that be buy leads or just take a chance and join this industry. Right. Right. And go for it. Um, you got to work hard. I mean, there is no doubt. I mean, we work hard, um, really, really hard. Um, it's just not going to happen. At least for me, I've never been that guy that I have to work hard and uh, you gotta, you gotta be able to get the client to say yes. You know, yeah. you know, you got to figure out how to get to yes, you know, and I, and I think uh, for us, you know, we've been very blessed and you know, we get a lot more yeses than no's. I mean, you know, obviously every once in a while you're going to get rejected and you just, you know, that no is going to be that much closer to the next yes. So really, it's those three things, man. Take a chance, work hard and figure out how to, you know, get get your client to say yes. And and those are the things that have been worked working for me for a decent amount of time now. So that's, I mean, that's perfect. I absolutely love those three pieces of advice and, and you're right. How I like that last one, how to get to yes. But I mean, yeah. that, that one's, that one's really cool. So, Hey Joe, listen, I, I, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, I think the title of this pod of this actual podcast right here for you is like trust and communication. But I mean, that's that's what I got out of you a lot. Obviously, it's great that your clients trust you and you over communicate, which you can never over communicate enough. And I'm telling everyone that, you know, you can never over communicate enough. So just want to thank you for your insights today. You did a great job. And, you know, thanks for being with us today. Hey, Mark, thanks for having me. It was actually fun. Something out of the ordinary. So um, it's a good way to start off the week. Absolutely. So, all right, brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can find all of our podcasts on there from season one, season two. Um, you also can listen to any of these broker to broker podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, anywhere else where you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, please rate it, leave a review, subscribe to it. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. Joe, you're one of those. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. Join our Brokers Are Better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group and click to join.